0: We're on the eve of an ending. I wanted Villanelle gone, and now she's gone. But this show is just beginning. Get ready for
1: the main event! Baby, you better not be back or be short!
0: No photographs, because I got cataracts. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend. Friday, April 8th through Sunday, April 10th. We are counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. RuPaul's Drag Race is adjusting its prize money for inflation of excellence, of course. VH1 announced that the queen who wins season 14 will pocket a cash prize of $150,000, marking the first time. The show has upped the amount since season 4 back in 2012. Also for the first time in story. The runner-up will also receive a prize of $50,000, funded by Cash App. As of Friday morning, the five queens still vying for the crown are Angeria Paris Van Michaels, Bosco, Willow Pill, Lady Camden, and Diabetti. The RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14 finale, filmed at the Flamingo in Las Vegas, airs Friday, April 22nd. Pen15 co-creator and star Maya Erskine will replace Phoebe Waller-Bridge in Donald Glover's upcoming Mr. and Mrs. Smith series. Glover shared the news in the most Donald Glover way possible during a meta-interview with himself for Interview Magazine, confirming previous reports that Waller-Bridge amicably exited the role due to creative differences. When Glover asked himself if he and the Fleabag creator remained friends, he replied, quote, I still like her. I assume she still likes me. And of Erskine, he said, quote, She's dope. It's exciting. I really love the show. Whoopi Goldberg has boarded the cast of Anansi Boys, Amazon Prime Video's TV series adaptation of Neil Gaiman's acclaimed 2005 book. And she's playing a key antagonist role that Gaiman himself promises is, quote, going to be scary. Amazon revealed the actors who will portray the pantheon of deities on the show, including Goldberg's Bird Woman, a.k.a. the God of Birds. Joining her as fellow deities are Hakeem K. Kazim as the dangerous tiger, Emmanuel Igodaro as the proud and noble lion, Cecilia Noble as the old and wise elephant, Ayana Witter-Johnson as the beautiful and deadly snake, and Don Gillett as monkey with the short attention span. And Ray Allen, the Tony Award winning actress who had memorable supporting roles in The Sopranos and A League of Their Own, died Wednesday morning in her sleep of natural causes. She was 95. In addition to recurring parts on All in the Family, Soap, Seinfeld, and Grey's Anatomy, Allen had small roles in films like 1992's A League of Their Own as Ma Keller and 1994's Stargate as Barbara Shore, as well as her first major film role starring opposite Tab Hunter and Gwen Verdon in the Oscar-nominated 1958 baseball comedy Damn Yankees. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and a whole lot more, head over to EW.com. Ready for some big laughs, fire looks, and lots of great cameos? Well, you're in luck. Our number five pick is the season premiere of A Black Lady Sketch Show. And let me tell you, it has it all. The hilarious HBO comedy series stars Robin Thede, Ashley Nicole Black, Gabrielle Dennis, and Sky Townsend playing a variety of characters that explore the hilarity and hardships that come with being a black woman in America. The cameos are stacked up with stars this season, with guest appearances from Ava DuVernay, Michaela J. Rodriguez, Wanda Sykes, raven Simone, Kel Mitchell, Bob the Drag Queen, and more. Here is a preview. See, I'm not going to get the bachelorette party I waxed for.
1: Some of us have to use our God-given assets to make ends meet. What ends do you have to make meet? Baby, you live in a cave. Yeah. Don't act like you never slept with some ends to pay your cave for it. Why would you pay for something that God just gave you? Kick the bear out and move in. I'm going to take it like a bandit, yeah, keep it up. I don't like the way she's sitting at me. Like I'm a Jamaican black woman and she's Chet Hanks. It's the
0: funeral! Oh. We see you in the car, You might in my
1: Ocean. Please, sir, can I have some more? You ever seen the musical Oliver? That's what I was like, but for some dick. Wow. You better not say, or oh, whatever. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say, um, look over there, or oh, whatever. <laughs> what up, I'm three. What up is your cholesterol. You're three years from collecting Social Security. What up, I'm three. What up is your bread score. What up, I'm three. Bitch, if you don't stop. You might brim. in my ocean. I gotta I gotta push it. It's probably made out of cotton too. That's what they've lost, Jesus. Hold up. You know what kind of sock I have? No sock. Okay. You don't have any lotion
0: on either, but because it's white. Well, EW spoke with Robin Thede about season three, and she says that the show is star-studded with 20 plus guest appearances in just the first episode alone. As far as production goes, this season their motto was "Go big or go home."
1: the COVID restrictions were lifted a little bit. Like last season, we couldn't have like hundreds of background in a sketch or like kids or animals or you know it was it was season two was great right five Emmy nominations one win hello hello. but I will say hello (laughs) but what I will say is season three we were able to push it even bigger and even better and I think people are going to see something that's even more cinematic they're going to see a show that just feels epic like every episode feels so epic the first sketch alone people are going to be like oh okay (laughs) Got it. That's what they're doing. So, you know, just like stunts and choreography and just kind of bigger.
0: In the first two seasons, the women are trapped in different iterations of the end of the world. And Thede says in this season, quote, we will find out who or what was responsible for the end of the world and what the fate of the women will be. So sounds like you'll want to stick around for that. The Emmy-winning A Black Lady Sketch Show returns tonight at 11 on HBO, and it will stream on HBO Max. We are headed to the south side of Chicago for our number four pick this weekend, the series premiere of 61st Street. The new AMC drama stars Courtney B. Vance, who, after winning an Emmy for his role as O.J. Simpson's lawyer, Johnny Cochran, in The People Vs. O.J. Simpson, is taking on another lawyer role, but a very different case. This time for a Chicago teen named Moses who's arrested as a supposed gang member in retaliation to a police officer's death that his fellow officers want revenge for. The powerful story from executive producer Michael B. Jordan explores how black men are unfairly treated by the Chicago criminal justice system in the wake of the Black Lives Matter movement. Here's a preview. You need to keep him
1: alive. He needs to have his mother tell him what to do.
0: F r a n k l i n, like Roosevelt. Franklin, as in Aretha. Tell him turn himself in before he gets killed.
1: Moses. This is the most important thing you'll ever hear me say.
0: Run, Moses. Run for your life. I'm this man's lawyer.
1: We have to protect ourselves. I didn't do
0: anything.
1: we're in a wire. He didn't tell me. Mike might have been doing something. We got him. They think that's your confession. It's not. It's your defense.
0: Really intense, but very good show. It also stars, by the way, recent Oscar nominee Angenou Ellis, who plays the wife of Vance's Franklin Roberts. You can watch the series premiere of 61st Street tonight at 10 on AMC and streaming on AMC+. Trivia! It's trivia time. 61st Street stars Courtney B. Vance and Ingenue Ellis both got their starts on the stage. Ellis specifically made her professional acting debut in a Broadway revival of what Shakespeare play? Macbeth, Twelfth Night, or The Tempest? Stick around for the answer. Alright, let's stop killing time and get to Killing Eve, our number three pick for this weekend. After four seasons, the beloved spy thriller and cautionary tale of codependence will bring the twisted tale of Eve and Villanelle to a close on Sunday. And good news, the two-hour, two-episode finale will bring the two of them back together as Eve takes on an even bigger revenge mission against the Twelve and realizes she might need Villanelle's help to pull it off. Meanwhile, Carolyn arrives home as a traitor and has limited time to use her intel as leverage to get herself back in the game. But before all that can go down, Eve is still a bit shaken from, well, everything, and trying to sort through lots and lots of baggage. Here is a clip from the episode. Do you know
1: I used to be married?
0: I used to play bridge. I used to sing karaoke.
1: I just watched a woman bleed to death and killed a man. I can't... uh... don't, Don't worry, he was awful. Like, really awful. But see, I, um... I wanted to. I wanted to kill him. So I did. I wanted Villanelle gone, and now she's gone. And unbelievably, I survived. Well done. For what? what what does it matter if if the cells keep dividing and it's endless Eve all we can do in life is try to find some joy in the little things a glass of wine the um, archers on while you do the washing up doing a, a, a crossword puzzle with the most perfect mechanical pencil. The point, the reason why we're here, I think, is to know ourselves, but the most important thing you can do right now is go to the people that love you, who understand you, who
0: know your soul." Some pretty sound advice right there. Of course, does anyone but Villanelle really know Eve's soul at this point? Here is executive producer Sally woodward Gentle with a brief tease of what else we can expect in the finale. Was that the final betrayal for Villanelle from Eve? And can they, you know, they, will they ever be reunited? And if they do get reunited, what would that ever look like? We will find out in the final two episodes of Killing Eve, airing Sunday at eight PM on BBC America. Before we take a quick break we've got a sweet treat for all you hallmark movie fans out there some recommendations from nikki deloach who is starring in the delicious mystery curious caterer dying for chocolate which i totally get in that premiere sunday at nine o'clock on hallmark movies and mysteries ahead of that debut though we called up deloach and asked her to give us a clue on the shows she's been enjoying lately so nikki deloach what you watching
1: I am watching Bad Vegan on Netflix because sometimes real life is stranger and more dramatic than anything we could possibly make up. (laughs) I'm also watching Ozark Season 4. It has been an exceptional series and I can't wait to see how they wrap this thing up. And finally I'm watching Brene Brown's series on HBO Max called Atlas of the Heart and it's based on her book of the same title. She takes viewers on an interactive journey as she shares the language and tools and framework for meaningful connection. I will watch or read anything that Brene Brown does, and I recommend that you do the same. It is so, so, so good. Happy watching, everyone.
0: Happy watching indeed. Just to recap quickly there, those picks were Bad Vegan and Ozark, both on Netflix, and Brene Brown, Atlas of the Heart, now streaming on HBO Max. All right, stay tuned, everyone. Our top two picks and soundbite of the week are coming up. What to watch? We'll be right back. Welcome back to EW's What To Watch! If you are looking for something short and sweet to watch this weekend, Netflix has you covered! The streamer created a category for short ass movies inspired by a sketch on Saturday Night Live this week in which Pete Davidson and Chris Redd rap about wanting to watch well, short ass movies. That sketch also gives us our sound bite of the week, courtesy of Davidson and sketch guest Simon Rex. So, think about this. Sex in the City 2 was two hours and 26 minutes long. To put that in perspective, the movie Jurassic Park was two hours and seven minutes long. That was a movie that told the history of dinosaurs, how DNA works, and explain the science of bringing dinosaurs back to life. And Sex in the City Two, you know, which was a movie about four women we already knew, was twenty minutes longer. I'm not saying that's bad or anything. I'm just, just saying that's some crazy, right? How long was the King of Staten Island? Oh, it was. It was like. Uh, it was like two hours and seventeen minutes. But like, we we need. We needed. We needed all, all those minutes. Did they though? Be sure to check out that full sketch online if you have not seen it yet. We actually had a pretty hard time picking just one soundbite from it. And you can catch a new episode of SNL this Saturday on NBC with host Jake Gyllenhaal and musical guest Camila Cabello. Number two. We are giving you the inside scoop on all the scandals in our number two pick, the season premiere of Elite. The Netflix Spanish teen drama is back after a whirlwind season four. Set at an elite secondary school, the show follows students from different backgrounds getting through life and love as high schoolers. But this season, Armando's murder remains a secret, and it's only a matter of time before the news spreads. Rebecca and Mencia give their relationship a try, even though they'll have plenty of issues to sort out, and after all they've been through, the group decides rules are meant to be broken. Now, this season will also welcome plenty of newbies, including a pop star and a possible new love interest for Patrick. Every rule will be broken in season Five of Elite, and I can't wait for it. All episodes are streaming right now on Netflix. And now, let's give thanks to Keir for our number one pick, the season finale of Severance. It is almost quitting time for Apple's dark, twisty sci-fi dramedy about a mysterious experiment in work-life balance. And a mild spoiler alert here for anyone who'd like to go into the finale blind, as our heroes Mark, Helly, and Irving have their any selves activated outside the office for the very first time. Meanwhile, back at Lumen HQ, Dylan tries to fend off their supervisor Milchick long enough to let the innie's figure out what it's like on the outside. Here is a clip from the finale. I
1: can still get you back in there. I can get you any perk you want, Dylan. Hey, this stuff you don't even know about. There's, there's paintball, there's coffee cozies, Dylan, come on. Just say the word and I'll get you a coffee cozy literally right now, Dylan. Come on, man. I want to remember my kid being born.
0: You have two others. I can tell you about them. Just open the door and I'll tell you their names. Come on, Dylan. Dylan? So the bad news is, and hopefully it's not too much of a spoiler to say this, The season is headed for a massive cliffhanger, but the good news is Severance has already been renewed for a second season, and creator Dan Erickson has a lot of ideas for where the show can go after this finale. Erickson recently spoke to EW's Tyler Aquilina about his plans for season two. Have a listen.
1: We're going to continue to focus on the characters and their interactions. Obviously, we're expanding the world. Um, the the first season was much more of a, you know, it was an ensemble piece at work, but it was uh, much more focused on Mark on the outside, obviously. Yeah. And part of that is that we wanted to, we wanted the audience to experience Mark's life through his perspective. And so the idea that Helly and Irving and Dylan, he has no idea who they are outside. His whole context for them is, is work. So we, we wanted to tell it in that way for season one. But then season two, it's, you, you know, we're expanding it. We're going to be showing all of these people on the outside and sort of showing the, you know, similar to Mark, they each had their own reason for getting this procedure. And, you know, they're, they're all in some at some stage of a healing process for one thing or another. And so, um, and I just can't wait to, because these actors are just all obviously so good. And um, being able to take what Adam did in the first season with the differentiation between his innie and outie and how they feel like the same person, but with this vastly different lived experience, seeing all the, the other three characters' version of that dichotomy is I think the most exciting part. And, you know, we've obviously glimpsed it now, but in Season 2, we're really going to expand and, and get into all of that. But then there will be plenty of office stuff, too. There, there, may, there may even be another melon bar.
0: And who doesn't love a melon bar? Hello? Well, it sounds like a lot of great things are in store for Severance fans, but in the meantime, you can watch the Season 1 finale on Apple TV Plus right now.
1: Yeah.
0: And finally this weekend... You know what time it is. Time for the answer to our trivia question. Ingenue Ellis made her professional acting debut in a Broadway revival of what Shakespeare play? Macbeth, Twelfth Night, or The Tempest? Don't storm at us if you got it wrong. The answer is The Tempest. Ellis played the spirit Ariel opposite Patrick Stewart's Prospero in a 1995 production of the play, which earned a Tony nomination for Best Revival. Well, to quote The Tempest, our revels now are ended. That, folks, is our show for this weekend. We will have more news and must-see picks for you next week, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina and Callie Shepp, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson.